Konnichiwa. And hey, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. That's right. And today, we're covering a lot today. <laughs> We're covering, we're just throwing it on the wall and seeing if it sticks. Yeah, because we are going to be jumping like with both feet into sumo land with this next tournament. So we just thought, you know what? Let's just go with our interests yeah. this week. You're going to get a lot of what we are interested in, yeah. whether you like it or not. I find it fascinating, and we hope you do too. But That's before right. we begin and jump into, oh my gosh, food and drink and blood and all sorts of things, then let's do some current events first. Well, actually, I want to talk first about bingo. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, because we're playing bingo again. That's right, everybody. Let's talk about the rules of bingo. And this is Kachikoshi bingo. Yeah. I mean, we thought about doing the other bingo that we did, but just mentally what we're going through in the U.S. with the selection. <laughs> we can't we handle can't it. We can't handle it. <laughs> So it's, I'm laughing because it's true. So like we just, we're all yeah, we just, we're all on edge, and this this will come out on Wednesday. So hopefully well, we will have who, a winner. By who then. knows? But we won't have a bingo winner by then. No, we're uh, talking. In fact, because the tournament will not have started yet. But everybody can get their cards this week, right? Yes, as soon as I set that up. Yes, <laughs> as soon as I set that up, you can start to get your Kajikoshi bingo card. Let me just say this, because we did get a few questions the last time we ran this bingo. And some people were like, why do I have guys on my bingo card that have dropped out of the tournament? I don't get it. This doesn't seem fair. <laughs> guys, it's um, it's, it's a bingo game where you win a jar of jam. Yeah. So it's not high stakes. Well, but it, I appreciate their enthusiasm. their enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. And we found out that people are very competitive <laughs> last time. Which is great. But here's the rules. So when I put together these bingo cards, I just basically take everybody that's on the bonzuke and they all go in. If their name is on the bonzuke, they're on the bingo card. Or they could show up on the bingo card because it's the only way to keep it fair. Otherwise, you have to be like, oh, well, so-and-so dropped out two days before the tournament and so-and-so dropped out on day one. Yeah, and, and then you get a bingo like day eight. That's no fun. Right. And we want to we want to get people cheering for unusual people. Yeah. You know, we want to get you out of your chair and cheering for people that you wouldn't normally be cheering for. That's right. So get one of the hundred cards. There are a hundred cards. Yeah, we're gonna hold it at a hundred this time. We might go to more cards in the future if we have a lot more people playing, but we had about a hundred last time, so we're gonna we're gonna stick with that. Yeah. And uh we hope that all of you who are listening who came to us via Tatiai blog, this is in conjunction with them, and we will make sure that we promote this together. Yeah. And you guys, we really do mail out jam. We mailed one jar of jam to Australia, and we mailed another one in the United States. So we will get you jam yeah, if you get if your you bingo. you live in Mongolia, we we'll will get it to you. Somehow. You just have to remember to let us know you got a bingo. Yeah, you have to tag us on social media yeah. and a picture of your card with like the proof yeah, that you have a bingo. Yeah, because we did have some people go, oh, I got a bingo two days ago. I just didn't tell you. That's right. You got like, you to let us know. <laughs> you got to follow the rules. You, you got to tell us. You got to say bingo. Yeah. So let us know. Anyway, we rambled on a long time about bingo, but we're excited. It's going to be downloadable. You will post the link on our website or in our bio on Oliver 
Instagram and Twitter and social media stuff. So make sure you download the card before the Basho starts. How about current news? Do we have any? We do. First, I want to say somebody reminded me, just remind people who are new to Sumo how to watch Sumo. I think that for us, we came into Sumo by watching through the NHK World News app on our Apple TV. We downloaded the app. If you have an Apple TV or Roku, just download the app. It's free. And through that, you'll be able to get Sumo highlights given daily. They, I'm not well, sure. Well, they're usually late. Yeah, they're late in the day the next day, but yes, still. Yes, you'll be 24 hours behind. You have to be very careful about going online because you will know who won beforehand. Right, if spoilers. You, if, you, if you aren't really careful. But yeah, you can watch all the bouts that way. Right. I mean, Most you could them. do it by searching on YouTube or whatever, but we really think NHK does a really great job with commentating and explaining a lot of this stuff if you are new to the sport. Mm-hmm. So if you're new, give them a give them a listen. Watch their highlights; they're really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. All right, news flash for real. Uh, by the way, this is all from Nikon Sports. They do a good job, but the translations are always uh, a little interesting. interesting on my end. But what we got this week was Wakataka Kage is excited for this basho, saying he's been practicing with his brothers. Well, he should be excited. Yeah. Yeah, he got a good bump up. Yeah. His brothers, actually, if you didn't know, also have great names, Wakamoto Haru, and he's currently in Jurio, and Makushida brother and wrestler, Wakamoto, no, didn't do it, Makushida, <laughs> Makushida, <laughs> Makushida brother, oh God, my brain, Wakatakamoto. Well, yeah, to Wakatakamoto. be fair, these are difficult names. Well, they're fun names. You, well, yeah, I think we're we're good at Wakatakakage, yeah. but... Wakamoto Haru and Wakatakamoto are also ones you just kind of got to get yeah. the rhythm of. I like the but, way you had to like sit in a certain way to say it. Yeah. But they're great names. Anyway, he did about 15 bouts with his brothers and he feels pretty good about his physical condition. He also stated, if you did not know, he's aiming for his grandfather's highest rank of Komusubi. He comes from a sumo wrestling tradition and he honors his grandfather every year by visiting his grave and his grandfather if you did not know was wakabayama who wrestled in the 40s and the 50s under the guidance of the great futabayama who was the 35th yokozuna so he became a komasubi in 1951 and retired in 61 he also spent the rest of his career as a coach at the tokotsukaze stable so if you're wondering if the grandkids got the sumo genes they did mm-hmm. and their grandfather wrestled for a long time till he was like 30 38 39 and this is something maybe you guys will watch because i might be crazy in this but his grandfather was 5 8 so he was like a little wrestler and mm-hmm. i feel like when i watch wakataka kage i feel like he fights he's 5 11 i was gonna say he's taller than that he is but i feel like he fights like a little wrestler well it's just because he's so fast yeah he's maybe really fast i like him i'm excited i'm excited i'm too speaking of who's also excited is takiyasu about his wife Aww. he i know it's really sweet he's been so motivated to come back strong according to him she is i quote fulfilling every day oh <laughs> She's just amazing. And he seems like he just can't actually stop talking about her. And you'd think he, 
like actually had her on his back oh, in the ring. It's really, a, really sweet. He's a newlywed. I know. Isn't that the sweet? But he yeah. really wants this first you show just in time for a brand new baby to be born. So he said back back when he was struggling that despite his injuries, the mental capacity was really the hardest for him to overcome with his injuries. And they were so close together, his elbow and his back. But then when we had that Basho break for, you know, coronavirus, she helped him and he helped refocus his energy to come back strong into the Sanyaku. So he feels right now mentally strong, physically able, and with the support of his family and wife, he's just feeling good about going into this next tournament. Yeah, he's in a happy place in life. Yeah, we I feel like it. I want to marry his wife. She sounds amazing. <laughs> she's cooking for him. And she's, she's doing this heavy with child. <laughs> amazing. Can we talk about Aqua making his Makauchi debut. Yes, I think we should talk about him because we both looked into him this week because we're really curious about him. Yeah. I have not spent that much time watching guys in Jurio because we haven't been able to access them easily online. And honestly, there's just been so much else to learn about sumo but now i'm getting to the point where oh, okay i'm like maybe i will start to watch some yeah. of those guys as they're coming up we also do other things besides watching sumo so there's only so much time in the day like eat cheese bake we eat bread, a lot of cheese <laughs> like our quarantine yeah but I I was like, I, I want to know who this kid yeah, I is. Do too. I, I do say too. kid, but he's about to have a birthday. He has a birthday right before this next tournament. Yeah, like two days before. Yeah, and he's turning 30, 30. or 31. No, 30. He's, he's 29 30. right now. He'll be okay. 30 by the time the tournament starts. Yeah, I really like this guy. I have not watched him fight yet, so I can't say much about his sumo. But he's been in the sumo world for a long time, a decade. Yeah, it's taken he's him a, a late decade. bloomer. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. He, he belongs to the Tatsunami stable, and originally he comes from Ibaraki Prefecture. And from you... car, like used car salesman family. No, I love the fact that we both looked this up together. And he wanted to become a car mechanic, and he did. Yes, He's licensed. Well, so if you need, did your... he actually take the test? Or I yeah, think I he think... was just studying for the test. No, I think he became he became one, but I think he did get certified. Oh, he did. I but he tell just he never just the the, test. the the um, earthquake and the tsunami devastated yes. his hometown. Okay, so, but before yeah. we get there, yes, I yes, want to yes, say yes. one of the ways that helps me get to know and love these wrestlers is to put images with each wrestler. Like for example, Okina Umi. He's the sailor. He's the sailor. So I will always picture him <laughs> swaggering into the ring with a skipper hat on or sitting on the like a like the front of a boat. Right. Like, and I see Kakaru as like he plays basketball all well, the time. Yeah. That's and I see him with a pipe player. in his mouth, like children He's all intellectual around him. Yes. Okay. So we all have these <laughs> mental images that we create about these wrestlers the to get to know them, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So now knowing that this guy was going to be a car mechanic, I will always picture him coming in with like the zip up car mechanic <laughs> uniform and like covered in like axle grease and stuff <laughs> coming into the ring as a car mechanic. So there you go. There's your mental image for Aqua. He's named after an aquarium. Yeah, There's another Aqua reason World. to love the guy. I know. I know. <laughs> but sorry, we were talking about, we got to the tsunami. Yes, you right. were saying about the tsunami. Well, he had his dreams set on really doing sumo, but the, maybe his practical side put him more towards a world, like a trade, you know, and, and having a job after graduating from this trade school. But well, in for family business. In family business, yeah. yeah. And so, unfortunately, the earthquake happened and his hometown was just devastated by the tsunami. So he basically decided 
he was going to go back home and he spent a lot of time helping his community clean up and Mm -hmm. get back on its feet. And his father then said to him, look, kid, we know that you've got bigger dreams than this. So thank you for helping. But we go for it. Go for for your dreams. And that's what I love. And so it may have taken him 10 years, but that's a beautiful thing. He's made it to the top division. He wanted to do this for a long time. He worked his way slowly up there and he made it. That's huge. Exactly. He's there. He's just over six feet tall. He's a big boy, 370. But he's been around in the circuit. He's been the Shokiri guy since 2017 on tour. So he's really known for his friendliness, his comedic ability. And he's got a really strong judo background. So I really look forward to seeing some judo moves that he's going to pull out for us. He is a big pusher thruster. So, you know, people aren't saying that they're expecting much from him. But I am really looking forward to seeing this guy wrestle. And I love him already. I do too. Let's talk about some of these other guys, though, that are back in Makuchi. Great. We've got Kota Nawaka. I don't have much to say about him. (laughs) Chiyoshoma, I don't have much to say about him. <laughs> Why not? Is this, there a personal reason? Uh, no, I like him. I'm glad to see him back. We've seen them wrestle before, but there's not like crazy stuff going on in their world. But you know who's crazy right now in his world Who? is Kotoyuki. Crazy in his because, world? Yeah. Why? Well, he just had surgery last week. Week. I'm gonna be surprised if he's actually wrestling, aren't you? I would be very surprised. Like I'm thinking that's the name on the sumo card <laughs> that'll make people go, oh. oh I know. Or Kakaru. I feel like with him he had endoscopic surgery last week on his left knee and he said he's been trying to get back into wrestling, which personally I think is a really bad idea. Um this early after surgery, yeah, you mean? Yeah. 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 It, I mean it, I'd love to see him back in wrestling when he's healthy. Yes. And he's also suffered with osteoarthritis and his elbows too, which he had surgery on both of them in January. Do you remember how old he is? Uh, maybe... 87? <laughs> I don't know. His body may be, bless his heart, because he's been in and out of Makuji. This is the ninth time he's made it back up there. Okay. He has had a long, great career. I feel like he might be 30 or something like that. I might also be making that up. But personally, I understand why he's trying to get himself ready. But with surgery last week, I think he's not ready and and he said he's stiff and oh it's he's in terrible pain and he wouldn't be able to move at all if he wasn't practicing so he's still doing upper body exercises but methinks deep down this is a terrible idea to fight in this boss show i care about his we want long-term to, health yeah you know? we want him to take this one off i know even though he's in the makauchi division and he will be on the bingo card We want him to heal and take this one off. That's right. Well, you know who else has struggled with injuries? That is also Chiono Kuni. And he was, though, the September Jirio champion. And so he is back. And he said that he feels that his years in sumo have crept up on him. And he is at the ripe old age of 30. And he's had many injuries that were slower to heal, he said. But he said he's still excited to be back. And he wants to pay back his fans and his family and sponsors with really good results. And after all, they're the ones who kind of stood beside him as he fell into the lower ranks. And now as he's worked himself right back up, he's really wanting to succeed for them. So I hope everyone stays injury free and healthy this time around. Um, But it does make me a little bit nervous. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. This next section is for people who have never seen a sumo tournament live. People like, oh, me. 
Yes. And not me, but my recollection from 20 years ago. There we go. (laughs) So So we've just gone into imaginary world here to kind of set the stage and raise our excitement level for next week. Because next week, we're right into our November Basho and bingo, and we're going to be just surrounded by sumo goodness. That's right. And with sumo just around the corner, us fans are waiting for it to start. And in America... We thought we'd put our mental energy towards trying to bring you there in this moment in time. Um, It might not be quite accurate, but uh, we'll give you a sense of what it's like. And when we say it, we're talking a live sumo tourney. That's right. And even though we can't be there, we like physically can't get it on a plane, which we've been trying to do for a really long time. That is our dream. That is our dream is to get on a plane and go to Japan and be there Maybe not front row, but maybe in the first level of boxes. Yeah, we would love watch. that. Yes. But we can't do that for this foreseeable future. Nope. So here we are with uh, um, an oral experience. An oral experience of sumo. <laughs> That's right. The sounds of the arena start to come to life as more and more people have filled in in all of the seats from the top of the 11,000 seat Kokogikan to the ringside seats. Through the Hanamichi. That's right. Or what I call the vom, the vomitorium. Or the flower passage. (laughs) People coming in through the doors, going to the high seats or the seats that are closer ringside. Yeah, the sand seats, the ones where you can get covered in sand or squashed by an enormous wrestler who flings himself off of the raised doyo. And all of these seats are going to have spectators in them this time? No, 5,000. I mean, it's half. It's halfsies. But people will be in the sand seats. That's my question. Yes, but only officials and like, I think some special... Stable spe- Let's supporters. just say special people. Special people. Yeah, special okay. people. Okay. We'll see how special they are. Okay. <clears throat> As the top division starts around 3, 3.30 in the afternoon, the crowd rumbles and jitters with excitement. They're all, you know, just like eating their food, laughing and chatting in their boxes with their seat mates and attendants or asking them if they can get them food or anything else. And you see, I, I've i picked up food on oh, my have, own. I, sorry, I'm they sitting, have attendants? Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen them on TV. Yeah, well, they don't typically feature attendants. <laughs> well, I, I'm curious about that. <laughs> All right. Well, something else to look into. But yeah. yeah, they have people that can take your order and get you stuff if you're fancy people down in the box. Oh. See, I'm sitting way up in the like in the balcony and I've got binoculars. So you I be have, in the nosebleeds I'm section? in the nosebleeds and I have picked up some snacks and drinks on my way in. But just as I sit down, I see you down below and you're in the fancy people box. <gasps> I am. Yeah, you've yes, met. I am. You were invited. I was there invited by a very by influential Hako himself to yeah. sit on the front row. No, you're not. In no, the front not row. on the front row. No, but you're in a box. I'm in a box. Yeah, you. You're <laughs> definitely there with an influential family. Okay. Everyone's starting to kind of quiet down because we hear the sounds of the doyo iri beginning. Finally. And in a box, am I sitting in a chair? Am I sitting no, on no, a you're, pillow? You're sitting on the yeah. It's you're in a four seater. So there's uh, pillows. Oh, there are pillows. You're sitting on the ground. Okay. Okay. Now we both, though, hear the wood block clap. That means the Makauchi division is beginning their doyo iri. And one by one, the wrestlers from the east and the west, they do this in succession back to back, start down the hanamichi and penguin their way up to the raised doyo from lowest rank to the highest rank, ending with the train caboose with 
Ozekis. That's kind of how I see it. Now, the wrestlers are all dressed in their finest silk keshimawashi, which is a hand-embroidered apron of sorts, and it's the finest of silk. It's very fancy. And they have, like, these creative... They have these creative designs, cheeky designs, comical designs on them. And I think for me, it gives you a personal glimpse of the wrestler's personality by what they have on their mawashi. Do they get to choose what's on that apron? It's influenced by them. I think it's designed by sponsors, but by their own liking. So it gives you a sense of if it's a picture of Charlie Chaplin or if it's a picture of a Sonic the Hedgehog or whatever, it gives you what that wrestler often likes. Sometimes it's like hometown uh, related, but it's a beautiful hand embroidered design on the finest of silk. I can't exactly make out what's on all of the mawashi, but Laurie can because she's sitting with her fancy people and her fancy boxes. Oh, yes, of course. Now, the Yobidashi calls the ring names or their shikona and the birthplace of each wrestler and their stable as they step up onto the doyo. And the wooden block claps in between each wrestler being announced. Each wrestler continues around and completes the circle until the division is up on the doyo standing in a circle. Then... Then they turn in towards each other, as sumo wrestler fandom.com says, they clap, raise their right hand, raise their keshomawashi, then stretch up their arms vertically, and then they process off of the doyo individually, starting with the lowest rank rikishi and ending with the highest ranked rikishi. Now, each of these movements that they do has a meaning, and I'm not quite sure for the, you know, for actually, I've been there before. I kind of know. You don't know what it is, what it all symbolizes. And I think that the the symbolism of these ring entering ceremony dances, essentially, or, or rituals, is what brings people into the sport. It's unlike any other sport mm-hmm. where there's this ritual before you begin. Mm-hmm. So it's all symbolic and it all has meaning. I find it the most fascinating aspect of the sport. The East and the West Dogyo Iri winds down, and now it's time for the Yokozuna Dogyo Iri. And we're going to just say, I don't know, Kakaru goes first? Sure. Okay, so Kakaru goes first. He's wearing a tsuna, which is that big white embroidered hemp belt, and he has just one loop in the back, which I can barely see, but Laurie can see clearly as day down below, which tells the, the audience which type of, you know, ritualistic dance he's going to do mm-hmm. and we have now watched him and and it's basically a series of steps and chicos and poses that indicate that the warrior fighter is mentally ready spiritually physically and the doyo has been prepared for the bouts to come now your favorite wrestler mm-hmm. hakaho mm-hmm. he does his yokozuna's doyo iri and his consists of clapping his hands to attract the attention of the gods this is Similar, but not quite the same as Kakaru's. He extends his Yokozuna arms outward with his palms up to show that he carries no weapons. And the raising of his leg and foot high on the side and stamping the foot down on the ground, known as a shiko, like I just said, for all of you new sumo fans, this is to drive the evil spirits from the doyo. So the stamping action is usually accompanied by the audience yelling, yo! at the moment in which his foot hits the ground. Yes, it's very exciting. And all of us in the front squeal with excitement because this is one of our favorite parts of the entire day. Meanwhile, up by me, I barely have room for my feet in my tiny seat. But <laughs> is it really that small? Is it like airplane airplane seat size? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> 
Thank goodness I can spread out and I can put all my, I don't know, drinks and gifts around me on the ground as I lounge and, and wait for the sumo to begin. I did kind of skip over the dew sweepers and the yeah, sword the other, bears, the other that, like that the other people that them. go up there. But, you know, that's for another day. Yeah. But there's other people around that are accompanying them in their dogyo iri. Now, while we wait for our first Makauchi Division match, I'm going to have, I don't know, a little sip of my chankonabe, which I got a little bowl of it. Oh, you I did. And And you picked it up in a stall outside? Yeah, I did. And it's like the ultimate sumo food, one of the ultimate sumo foods. And now this soup is eaten by wrestlers on the daily to help them nourish and bulk themselves up. It's essentially a stew of meats, vegetables, and this yummy, delicious broth. And it's accompanied by oodles of rice bowls. And I bought it down in the concession area. But did you know that a Japanese meal should have at least five colors? And throughout the day, colors, Jap- colors, yeah, oh. it should be have it should be colorful. It should have at least five colors. Did not know that. And during the day, uh, you should have about thirty different varieties of food. That's what you're aiming for. Did you know PBS? This is from a PBS Independent Lens. I don't know website. Chanko served during sumo tournaments features chicken typically rather than beef because chicken is considered good luck in sumo. Do oh. you know why? Mm, because it's no, I don't know why. <laughs> I was guessing and really there's no reason for me to guess. Just tell me. (laughs) Well, a chicken walks on two legs, not four, obviously. And that's similar to how a sumo wrestler loses the match if he is knocked off of his feet and touches the ground with his hands or any part of his body. So either chankonabe with chicken or yakitori, chicken yakitori, is eaten at sumo for good luck. So I'm going to attach a recipe down below because my chankonabe is really delicious. And oh. you've got to have this recipe. But Laurie. Oh, I am eating yakitori. Some, no, you're eating something very, very I different. I am eating cheese and crackers. No. And wine. No. I'm eating sake. No. I'm drinking well, sake through a straw. What no. am I doing down there? Well, you just got delivered... By your attendant, this beautiful Makano Uchi bento box. Now, oh, of course, I got a bento box. Yes, because this is from a local tea house, a sumo tea house called a sumo chaya. And this is a fancy thing. And I can see her down below through my binoculars, and everyone around her is is jealous of her beautiful Makano Uchi bento box, which has yeah. so many how, yummy foods. How big is it? Um, is this bento box it, that I'm holding? It's it's uh, I don't know. They they don't all have the same size, but they all are very different in um, the different types of foods that are in there. It's not like uh, it's not like covered in like juices or anything like that. Everything is like kind of drier. And okay. there's like just all these little num num like num num boxes. Uh, yeah. Are you talking like uh like sushi it'll have vegetables it'll have meats in there it'll have something a little fried like maybe a little tempura it might have fish paste it'll have rice balls and do you know that these little rice balls okay this is a rabbit hole the box itself it's called makano uchi bento box and do you know why it's called that please tell me it's shaped like a sumo wrestler (laughs) and it has a face on the front no 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 you have to eat a lot to become a sumo wrestler i'm just guessing i'm just gonna keep guessing just i love i love a bento box i 
freaking You love. do. You were all about the bento boxes. I'm all about the pictures. So I went down the rabbit hole of a little bit of the history of bento boxes. So somewhere in like the Edo period. <laughs> this is where Leslie's brain went this week. Yeah. You're going to, your brain's going to be My able to brain go. went to a very different place, which we'll get to in a minute. But please fill me in on your all bento All these box. people signed up for our episode about sumo and here you're I am. Getting with, you're today. getting bento boxes You're getting bento box today. Sorry. Okay, so the history of the bento box goes back to the happened in the Edo period. Yeah, shit went down in the Edo period. Well, like that was a hip time to be around. Things were changing. Started in the Edo period. Well, people got into this grab and go culture then. Now, Makanuchi from sumo, we've always heard that, like you know, that's the top division. That means inside the curtain, essentially, uh, the the upper level. Now, these are called Makanuchi bento boxes because. People would, or tea houses, would make these little grab-and-go bento boxes for people who were going to see kabuki theater, no theater. And the actors themselves, they would eat these bento boxes during the intermission behind the curtain. So this makanouchi word comes from behind the curtain, which can also be put into the sumo world. And the, yeah. it's murky beginnings. We don't exactly know where it behind comes from. Behind the stage curtain. Yes, behind by the actors themselves. This now... If you do go to Japan, there are bento boxes everywhere. You can get it at the train station. These sumo tea houses have them. And your fancy box that you're in, your tea house deals with selling the seat, the box seats that you're in. Oh, that's right. And because you're in that, you get their fancy bento box. I see. So you best pick the tea house where you like the food. Exactly. But you can't really pick it yourself. It's really something that's handed down because these tea houses that control these seats, they have a relationship with the JSA. And these are like, um, they're like season tickets, Mm -hmm. sort of, where Mm -hmm. you have to have a longstanding tradition or relationship with the tea house that kind of controls those boxes that they kind of operate right. or you got to be paul mccartney or you can be paul really McCartney. have an in which i'm sure we would i'm sure we would definitely <laughs> we're on the same level as paul mccartney we totally. definitely are <laughs> also these little rice balls yeah um i'm going back to this rice ball this barrel sized rice ball that you that come in these bento boxes that is also a word that's shared with komusubi that means like barrel-shaped rice ball. Did you know that? Komosubi? Komosubi. Well, which is our... F- I picture barrel, like big barrel from the cartoons that you would... They're like little humpty humps. you would humps. stuff co- Wiley Coyote into. No. They lay flat and they have little sesame seeds over them. They're like just little arcs that are lined up together. Oh. Yeah. But that is the same word as the fourth highest rank in sumo. Anyway, it's all it's all murky in how this word or this or Makanouchi bento box came to be. Okay. But it could be related to sumo. It could also be related to any other, you know, theater behind the curtain business. That's interesting. But they would be filled with, like, cold foods, warm foods, both? Um, I think, I mean, I would imagine if you're getting your fancy one, it's probably going to be warm. They're not going to give you, like, cold tempura. Okay. (laughs) And it's going to be, like, eggs and meat. Yeah, an egg omelet and, and like, little... Fish, like I said, fish paste, and then your little barrel rolls of rice. And, and... I'm going to eat on this all afternoon? Yes. Okay. And, well, you can order more. I'm going to order two. Yeah. I mean, I'm just up in the balcony. I'm and... going to order one for you and send it to you. Can I do that? I don't I... know. 
Maybe I'll just walk it to you. With a wave of your hand. Yes. Be like, thank you. Send you go. one up Send there. Send one up there to my sister sitting up above <laughs> while I'm eating chicken yakitori. Add this flower. Add this posy to it, please. Meanwhile, the lady sitting next to me, she's eating chicken balls on a stick, which is a different type of yakitori. Also chicken. Chicken, chicken balls, balls on a stick. Chicken balls. And she asks me what my blood type is, which I think is a really random thing because I'm just eating. Of course you would think it's a random thing. And then here's my deep dive for the week because this is what I know about blood types. Okay, remember last week when we were kind of curious and charmed about why on the Japanese Wikipedia pages for sumo wrestlers it always says their blood type? We were like, oh, that's so funny. It's so odd. Well, I looked more into that. And specifically because a listener contacted us, Mark uh, Nidziela, I hope I'm saying your last name, Mark, and he said, oh, by the way, this is actually a real thing in Japan. Like, there's this thing about blood personality types, and it's kind of interesting. You should look into it. And the more I started looking into it, the more interesting it became. So what blood type are you? This is a question that you certainly might get in Japan, and you never ever get that question in America unless yes. you're going to give blood. Right. And I don't even know. I even asked mom, what is my blood, blood type? I don't. And now I feel like I really don't know something about myself because I don't know what I am. I know I'm not like an odd one. You're like an odd one, right? No, I'm not an odd one. I thought, I'll tell you mine in a minute. Okay. Because I think I'm like run of the mill blood type. Run of the mill? <laughs> well, then maybe, maybe we're the same. There's nothing run of the mill about you, Leslie. <laughs> nothing at all. So this question in Japan expresses curiosity about you. It's it's like a commonplace thing. Oh, so the, that lady asking me that was just being like nice and opening up conversation. Yeah. I mean, some people might use it to categorize or maybe prejudge the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, if you've ever in America been asked, so what's your sign? It's similar. I always tell people I'm a feces. You're a feces? <laughs> well, that would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, but it's. It really confuses people, but it's also a challenge because it shows you just how dumb they are. They're I, like, oh, my sister's a feces. See, and you're like, no. You and my mind, I'd be like, Pisces, what becomes right? What's right before Pisces? So she's like trying to put Pisces and like some other sign together that starts with an F. I can't think no, of anything. No, it's just my joke on dudes who are like, what's your sign? I'm like, I'm a feces. Yeah, and so they're like, it's, cool, cool. Yeah, it I'm is, a feces. Or, yeah. I know somebody who's a feces. It's the worst pickup line known in America. To That's say why I so. give them the worst pickup line answer yes and it's great but i haven't had any come-ons lately so <laughs> it's not happening i haven't you used quarantine? that line in a long time <laughs> well i don't think so what's your blood type i don't think that's a pickup line in japan i could be totally off base it's it's a superstitious belief like astrology in the u.s it's not based on science but it's really commonly used when meeting somebody in japan it came let me tell you a little bit about where it came from before you ta- before i tell you about the actual personality types themselves okay in 19 in the edo period no i would not be surprised Jan- japan like didn't even exist it seems like before the edo period <laughs> yeah i don't know what came- the jurassic period i don't know jurassic edo edo <laughs> 
Modern. No. In 1927, there was a psychologist who was a teacher at a girls' school, and he was basically, you know, they were these girls were coming into school taking these exams, and he was like, I wonder if there's a way to know more about their personalities. So it's not just all about the test results that come from these exams. I want to know about who these girls are before they show up at okay. the school. That so was he, basically he didn't know how to read girls. Exactly. Girls, exactly. Which, who does so, actually? Who no, knows how even to read better, a teenage girl. Even better. He went home and he was like, I'm going to study these 11 people in my family and I'm going to base an entire science on these 11 people, which is what he did. And he wrote a paper about it. And then the military picked it up and was like, ooh, maybe we could breed better soldiers. So in 1930, they started to breed soldiers by blood type, which is super what? creepy. Yes. But then it fell out of wait, favor. Wait, wait. Yes. How did how did that happen? I know. Is that a whole other episode I where we say we're going to talk about sumo, but we end up talking now, about... Well, we end up going down the eugenics road and that's really a disturbing place to go so let's just leave it at that that. and say it kind of died it went out of favor went out of fashion thank you yep that's until the 1970s and in the 1970s a journalist with no science background at all uh was influenced by this earlier work and he published a book about relationships and blood types and personalities it's called the blood type manual series insanely popular book in Japan. The book became a bestseller. The idea started to pop up in media like music, television, magazines, and the whole blood type personality just hit the roof. It started like it's now on baseball cards. Like if you were trading baseball cards, a baseball player's blood type is going to be on the baseball cards. It's all over. So now there are There are other blood type books in Japan. There are meal plans based on your blood type. There are blood type relationship counselors and marriage consulting agencies in Japan based on your blood type. Maybe I've been doing this all wrong. I know, I need to get a blood type advisor for my love life. There are blood type relationship dating sites. Of course, you would, that would be typical. Blood type chewing gum, blood type soft drinks, and the really, my favorite one, blood type condoms. Uh, I'm sorry? Yes, blood type Beg condoms. Come <laughs> say what? Come say what? What? No, That's in right. Japanese, that would be wakarimasen. Uh, wakarimasen. Isn't that right? I don't, I don't understand. Know. I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would basically buy a condom based on your partner's blood type. So I just li- like literally don't understand. How, I, <laughs> like, is it the shape of it? Because the shape pretty much seems the same. Well, it's not. Well, but it's not. See, if you're a type A person, <laughs> if you're a type A blood person, you are, according to this personality test, you are a very earnest person. You are a very neat person. But on the downside, you're a little stubborn. Is this Takayasu's? Yes. <gasps> Takayasu is type A. Oh, my gosh. Also, Asano Yama. Okay, yeah. And yeah, I don't I remember. That. Do you remember Terada Fuji or Takano shows? One of them was A, one of them was O, and I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember offhand. Okay, but you picked Takayasu. Yes. Right so... off the money. So his condom choice <laughs> would be... Which he has not been using which, lately. Which he's not been using, <laughs> but in the future, pink and thin. What? That would be his condom <laughs> choice. <laughs> It would be type A. Oh, my God. What has this episode become? I know. 
If you're listening in mixed company, I pray you put earmuffs on your small children. <laughs> most people in Japan, 40% of people are type A. So most people would fall into this this category and would be would be considered kind, reliable, sensitive, patient, mild-mannered. You can see why, you know, if you were a boss, you might be looking for type A type people. Oh, right. Because they're incredibly reliable. Okay. And there was some problem in Japan. People were asking for blood types on uh, job yeah. applications yeah, yeah. or people weren't getting hired because they were certain blood types. So it has gotten that A far. little out of control. Yeah, a little out of hand. Blood type O, uh, and that's Takakesho is an O. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Takakesha would be considered easygoing and a leader. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But he's also considered insensitive. Oh. And unpunctual. <laughs> so self-centered, workaholic, outgoing, optimistic, definitely, self-determined, but cold. <laughs> That's the... What kind of condom does he use? Okay. Great question. <laughs> it's the only one there's not a condom type for. Don't tell me. I don't know. So they described it, and then they, they just... Didn't, there was a picture of the wait what oh, wait no. wait wait there was a there is a type O condom but it was not described very well online I don't so know how the I other kinds this. are described very well for some reason type O is not <laughs> type B blood type personality type so if this lady was talking to you up up in the nosebleed section right. of the sumo tournament and you said oh I have type B blood she would know that you are passionate. <laughs> You are creative, but you're incredibly selfish <laughs> and uncooperative. So she might be like, mm, nice to meet you. She would also know that you preferred ribbed condoms. <laughs> Which I have to say personally. Um... Oh, I'm not sure I want to know this. As your sister, I'm not sure I want to know. Okay. I know nothing about them. Okay, That's what great. I was going to say. Great. Type AB blood type is the most looked down upon type. Okay, I'm not that. I know I'm not that. I'm not that. These people are a hybrid of A and B. Okay. So they're two different personalities mixed together, talented and composed, but two-faced. Oh. And their condoms are covered with diamond-shaped studs. Wait, oh no, that doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound good at all. No one benefits from that. This is a terrible rabbit hole. I'm so sorry, you guys. <clears throat> I don't I don't know what to think about these people. I don't want to be anywhere near an AB. Wait, who's an AB? Uh, I don't know. We haven't seen any. Maybe no one's willing to admit it. That could be. Only 10% of people in Japan have AB blood. And that's, you know, worldwide. There aren't that many people with AB blood. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a minority. So, I mean, we're just laughing about this. It's superstition. It's, there is no science based on this. But there is a whole world of information online about blood type personalities in Japan. And it's incredibly popular and believed by a lot of people in Asian countries, Taiwan, South yeah. Korea, Japan. And this is something I knew absolutely nothing about until last week. And that's what I love about sumo is somehow you get drawn into these very strange and wonderful rabbit holes and learn things about another culture that you never knew before. Exactly. And I, I want to watch, you know, the tournament now knowing their blood type to see how it matches up with their fighting style. I'll be really interested to know how that correlates. Yeah. And um, now, you know, if you're in Japan and someone asks you what your blood type is, you don't have to fall apart in fits of laughter. You can be like, oh, yes, I know exactly what my blood type is and it is whatever. 
Right. And if you say A, people will like you even better. Right. And if things get romantic, you will know what type of condom to buy. That's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, as I'm up there talking to this lady beside me, all I can really say is, it's got It's Isn't that what it is? Or some got It's cold or it's hot. What's it? <laughs> It's got the dust. It was hot. It was hot. It was cold. Yeah. That's about all I can say back to her with my Japanese not really coming along as fast as I'd like it to. I can, on the other hand, say samuides. It's samuides? No, that's oishi. Oishides? Samuides? Samuides is cold then. Yes, samui is cold. So she would be very confused that I turned to her and held up food and said, it's cold. cold. Oh, anyway, Lari's well into her sake drinking down below, which is a fermented rice wine. Clearly, we're not drinking right now, but it does sound like we might just be. Do you know the origins of rice wine are a little murky? You have a real fancy kind. And this definition. The Edo period, I bet. Well, no, I'm drinking the kind that's the old kind. I'll tell you why. Here's this little tidbit from theculturetrip.com. The exact origin of sake is unclear because it predates recorded history, but the earliest known production of the drink took place in China roughly around 500 BC. The process was crude. Villagers would gather to chew rice and nuts and then spit the contents into a communal tub that would then be stored and left to ferment, and the enzymes in their saliva would aid the fermentation process. This method, though, was abandoned after the discovery of koji, I believe, which is a mold enzyme that could be added to rice to begin the fermentation without the spitting and saliva business. So that brewing technique is believed to have been spread throughout Japan and the Nara period, uh, 710 to 794, resulting in the sake we have today, which is what you're drinking. And I managed to find one old bottle that is from the um, it's from the villagers sake, and it's the one where they spit and I got the old style oh, sake. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's really hard to find, but I managed to find it yeah. in the kiosk. Is it down. good? Um, no, no. But um, I did want to have the sake experience, and so I'm clearly well, not getting drunk or having a good time. But you well, are, and it's a bit dangerous in this time of COVID to go for that kind of sake. But you know, I hey, wanted... whatever floats your boat, Liz. <laughs> I wanted the real experience, but. Um, I think, though, now as I look down, though, I've I've eaten all of my snacks and I've got a little bit left. The matches are starting. So I think that that's where we should leave people this week. Right. Yes, so I that think so, too. Next week, we can chat about the start of the actual boss show. OK, so. Uh, before we go, and we'll thank you guys always for listening and um, spreading the word about us. We thank you so much about that. We're going to have recipes for the chicken chonconabe on our website or link to somehow. I don't know how we'll do it. But um, I've got some really good recipes for uh, chicken and leek yakitori on skewers. If you want to cook this up yourself and eat it while you're watching Sumo from Home. Yeah. Or if you want to make some chonconabe. And we'll also put up some sake cocktails. Yeah, they'll at least be in the show notes the show notes section of our website yeah yeah and also i'll put it up on instagram and our stories again okay and i just want to thank all the people that we've heard from this week on social media we've been hearing from a lot of ladies lately which i'm absolutely loving cat auntie pamela chua siggy akio and also thank you to hugo fernandez for giving us just I love it when people reach out and say, hey, nice episode. So yeah. thank you, Hugo, for that. And thank you. We had a listener from Mongolia who contacted really? us to straighten us out about the Mongolian myth of the female wrestler. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So you guys keep it up. We love hearing from you. It's so great to connect with people all over the world. That's right. And so till next week, 
I'm Laurie. And I'm Leslie. Sayonara. See y'all later. <laughs>